0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time, back with the one and only Anna Kelly. How you doing?
1: I'm doing great, Michael. How are you?
0: Uh, I'm doing okay. Uh, the last week or so, there has been a lot of emotion, uh, lots of it politicized, which always annoys me. Uh, around whether or not we are or aren't in a technical or real recession, uh, you and I are both. Uh, you're friends with Jay Scott, I. I consider him at least an acquaintance. I've talked to him a couple of times. He's done a lot of work on this on Facebook, really long posts, which I loved. But I wanted to ask you, do you really think it matters if we if if the Bureau of Economic Board calls a recession or not, Q one, Q two? Is this is this just a waste of breath or what do you think?
1: I first of all, in full disclosure, Jay and I are partners on a couple of large apartment deals. I, I, figure, I value yeah. I value Jay's um, input. He's extremely intelligent, um, utmost integrity, mm-hmm. and he knows what he's talking about. He's been he's experienced, right? So Agreed. Agreed. Um, most of the things that that he writes, I agree with. Mm-hmm. I do think that we are technically in a recession. But I think that the government doesn't want us to know that. And so they're trying to basically say, oh, you know, it doesn't have to be two quarters of of slowing GDP that puts us in a recession. Typically, they've always called that a recession. Mm -hmm. There's two or three times when they haven't. Right. Mm -hmm. And we're heading into midterms. So forgive me for being a little bit cynical, but I tend Mm -hmm. to think, yes, we are in a recession, although I think we're more likely in stagflation. The thing that keeps us from potentially being technically called a recession is employment is still elevated. Mm -hmm. And normally when you're in a recession, you start to see a lot of layoffs. Now, we do see a lot of layoffs in the mortgage industry and anything related to real estate. We're seeing significant layoffs in some of the tech firms and things like that. But it's not large enough as a percentage of the employers out there that it's recessionary when you think of employment. But- Mm -hmm. To your point, to your, to your question, does it really matter if we're technically in a recession? No, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. What we can see is we can see all the signs that we talked about in the first video, right? Mm-hmm. Production, consumption, employment and wages. And we can see that all three other than employment are on a downward swing. So there's clearly slowdown mm-hmm. in all of those four key indicators that point to, are we heading to a recession? But jobs are still plentiful, right? Mm-hmm. So, I like to think of things as are we headed toward economic pain in one way or another over the next 18 months? And when mm-hmm. you look at the secular timing of macroeconomics, they're not just trying to, are we doing this today? What's happening mm-hmm. in the next two or three months or six months? Mm-hmm. Cyclical economists are looking for what's happening in the next six months or so. Um, Secular is like what's happening in the next 18. I tend to think based on history, um, what happened with inflation in the 70s, and what the Fed's behavior typically is, that we are clearly heading toward a recession, whether we're in it now, or whether we're in it in the next six to 12 months, we're heading for a recession, we still have inflation. So all that really matters is for us to say we may not have it all figured out. And neither do the economists, right? There's so many complex factors that that impact recession and inflation. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it's beyond the government's control. Yeah. So I just like to say, Michael, I don't have to know. Yeah. Your investors don't have to know. Our students don't have to know. But what they need to understand is that all the signs are flashing red, that we're in for more pain over the next six months to 18 months, probably. And how that pain plays out, where you feel it the most, whether it's inflation or recession or a little bit of a combination or both, you need to tighten your belt. You need Mm -hmm. to save six months expenses, ideally for your your safety, your safety net. And you need to invest in a way where deals make sense, whatever the interest rates are, that deals make sense really conservatively, right? Mm -hmm. That you don't estimate huge rent increases that your tenants may not be able to afford for the wages paid in that market, right? And that you anticipate some higher costs, higher taxes, higher insurance, higher labor, higher everything, right? And keep doing great deals. Don't listen to all the noise and the emotional drama. Use your head, look at the data, do great deals, and give yourself a little wiggle room in case things do get really bad. But look at your investments long term. The reason I don't so much care over what happens in the next six to 18 months I'm not flipping property. Right? I don't need to know what they're worth in a few months. I'm going to lock in really good debt. and I'm going to hold these things and make sure that the next two years, my returns may not be as great as I think or as I desire. But if I'm holding them ten or twenty years, I don't really care the next two years. I'll make it up on the back end as the economy starts rearing up again,
0: yeah. When I kind of think of this question, I just go back to, you know, studying economics in school. and uh, if people don't realize this, recessions are always called in the rear view mirror.
1: Yes. Always, always. They're yes. you,
0: the, This bureau doesn't call it ahead of time. It doesn't call it when we're in it. It's always in the rearview mirror. So I, what I would tell folks is this is just a waste of breath. It doesn't matter. Um, I don't personally think Q1, Q2 will be called a recession because I don't think you can have a six-month period where 2.6 million jobs were created and call that a recession. I think it's very much like 1947, which was the last time. So that's 77 years ago. The last time we had two quarters of negative growth, it was Q2 and Q3 of 1947. That wasn't a recession. This, was, this metric, this rule of thumb was 10 for 10, but I don't think this time. Again, I don't know right. that it matters. That said, I'm going to call something really early. I think Q3, which is only a month old, uh, will be the first quarter of a real recession followed by Q4. And I think it's going to be real estate led. I just had a broker that I know in Las Vegas, Brian Lebo. Shout out, Brian. Uh, reach out to me yesterday and say, Michael, Las Vegas transactions in the month of July down 40%. Wow. That's a crash in transactions. And again, in the real estate industry, I now believe and have been saying for two weeks that we're going to enter a depression. If, you, if you're if you if like, Anna, you know this, right? If you're going to buy an apartment building or a house or a fourplex, there's 10, 12, 15, 16 people that get a little piece, right? They get their, I call yes. it, they get, they get their... Beak wet, right? They get a little piece all the way from the Notary Republic to the mortgage broker to the agents to the inspector. Just yes. it's 15 people. So if you run into a market Las Las Vegas, it's down 40%. Brian fears it could be worse in August, which is frightening. It's going to feel like a depression. If you're paid on commission or a service in real estate, it'll be a depression. And I believe it'll be so bad that 15% of our GDP is traditionally housing. It will pull the economy into a recession. So that's where I stand today. Q1, Q2, not, but who cares? Q3, Q4, call in way early because of housing. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, again, I, I tend to think it would have been called a, had we not had midterm elections coming up. Yeah, like. I
0: don't know about that. I really don't think, I don't think these, because I've talked to these, I know I'm not the current an economic board, but they they presented it. I don't I don't think they care. They always call in the rearview mirror. They don't give a rat's ass what's going yeah. on in the political calendar.
1: They do. I'm just talking the administration. Oh yeah, because of course they don't this- want. Of course, exactly. yeah, Biden
0: doesn't want to call it a recession, <laughs> and he wants to freaking change the definition of everything. I think that's just a waste. That's that is below it's- the office of the presidency, in my opinion, to change definitions. It's like there are bigger problems. Go, go define other words. Go do other things. Right, mm-hmm.
1: exactly. Personally, and 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 again. I'll be totally honest. I hate to go political. We never do, right? Yeah. I didn't like the last administration and I don't like this one either, right? So <laughs> yeah. I'm fair in my in my dislike for certain things, right? But I'll say this, they're trying to push this build back better light. It's oh. really hard to push a new spending bill when you're telling people you're in a recession. So if you don't tell people you're in a recession and you say, oh, oh no, we're not. And we won't be, it's much easier to pass. But it's an inflation fighting bill. We're gonna
0: spend another $400 billion. Oh, come on,
1: really? Yeah, yeah. So I'm a little cynical as to whether we really are or not, but I agree with you that we're definitely heading there and i see it in q3 you know q4 for sure probably into a little bit of next year oh, for sure. average recession over a long period of time is about 18 months yep. in more modern era they've lasted a little uh, a little shorter they've sure, usually sure. been about 10 months other than you know the great recession so the good thing is when we have pain it usually doesn't last forever right mm-hmm. you're dealing with it maybe for a year year and a half And then you've got a year, two years of recovery, and then you're back at it. But all the signs are showing the economy is slowing and it's slowing fast. And one of the things that I think is really important to understand when when you talk about calling this recession is um, in addition to it being housing led and all of the transactions coming down doesn't necessarily mean values will fall. No, I I
0: never said one word about values.
1: Exactly. But I just want people to know we're not saying. Every The values are going to crash. But what we're saying is if transactions come down, there's simply less transactions to pay people all around. So I'm already seeing it in major mortgage company layoffs, first and foremost. I'm already seeing agents getting really, really nervous. You know, all these agents that didn't have to do much and made a lot of money before. There's great agents, but you're going to have to be a great agent to survive this, right? Mm -hmm. And you start to people see consumer sentiment, but also home builder sentiment. When home builder and consumer sentiment in housing specifically are at all time lows, it's a sign that transactions are going to slow even further. So Mm -hmm. not just the data, but really production consumption. It's all a matter of the human psyche of what's going on at the leaders of those companies, at those builders and in the consumer that's buying them. And as we start to see more pain and more fear, if sentiment is down, you're going to kill demand, you're going to kill some level of supply in housing and builders, for example. And so I think the emotions of, of the consumer and the producers and the home builders um, coming down so much as rates keep rising continue to get worse and cause the transactions to crash even further.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I haven't said this before. This is the first time I'm going to say this. I think we're going to have six quarters of negative GDP. So we've already had two. I think the next four quarters are going to also be negative. Uh, I have to go back and check, but that that's six quarters of negative GDP growth in a row. And yeah, it's It's been a while since that. I'm sure it happened in the Great Recession, but I, I don't know for sure. But That's what I see. I see six quarters of negative GDP growth. We're heading for more pain. Winter is here. We've been talking about the slowdown. Right. And uh, I think it'll be housing led. It it usually is housing led. I think builders, you know, again, builders are slashing prices and people are reaching out to me saying, see, Michael, you're wrong about prices. No, builders are being good businessmen. They had, they had finished product that had a contract that canceled. Now they're going to blow it out so they can get their cash reserves up and they're, dude, they're going to slow down. You think, you think mortgage layoffs are bad. They're going to start laying off, you know, cement and framers and they're just going to go slow. Right. It's, it's uh, six, six quarters of negative growth.
1: Yeah. And and a lot of that depends on what happens geopolitically. It really does. You know, how, how long the fed keeps rates at neutral and whether they come back down whether they create more stimulus to give people more money and start us through the cycle again. You know, there's so many unknowns that I I hate to make a prediction about a year sure. or a year and a half from now. But um, all the central bankers, including the Fed, are saying we kept throughout the world rates too low. And now we have no way to stimulate the economy and bring them back down unless we all collectively raise rates significantly, keep mm-hmm. them there for a little bit and then and then bring them down. So, you know, I'm watching that. I expect that there is more pain and the rates stay higher longer to your point of it potentially being a year, 18 months of, of slow GDP. Um, but I, I do think that it's important for us to just bring it back to our listeners and say, don't be afraid to invest right now. Right. Because that's the question we get all the time. I, I'm sure you get it as much as I should. I sit on the sidelines. Rates are going too high. It's too bad continue to do the work every single day to look at really good deals and to look at really good markets. And if you're not invested in a market that you think is going to be resilient over the next 18 months to two years, start doing the work to learn another market, right? There are certain markets that I wouldn't touch with a 10-foot pole right now because they're not recession resilient. There's not growth. There aren't great jobs. There's not a diversity of of employers and, and different types of work available there's not great schools, there's high crime, you know, those kind of areas I'm not touching, but I'm actively investing and excited to actively invest in certain markets that are really recession resilient and that do have way more demand than they do supply. So with all the, you know, pain ahead for potential rate increases and multifamily values and all of that kind of stuff, I'm still really excited about providing housing to people in really great markets where they're going to have, my tenants are going to have the best chance to get through a recession, to keep paying rent and to keep my values high.
0: Folks, that's going to be topic number three for us. We're going to talk about the mindset of a new investor, what to do in this market. Before we do, Anna, where can people find you?
1: Great. You can find me on my playlist here every week. You can find me on social media at Anna Kelly, REI mom, and you can find me on my website at reimom.com. And if you're an accredited investor looking for conservative, apartment deals where we make an impact on our community. You can find me there at greaterpurposecapital.com.
0: Thank you very much.